welcome to the soccer podcast where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm back. We're we're back, I guess. We're back, back. with Dwayne. Yeah, I was gonna do the podcast last week on a scooter. I had my headphones ready. I was on one of those like lime scooters going around DC, and I was prepared. <laughs> um, just hopefully wasn't gonna get hit by like a bus or yeah. run into any pedestrians. Listen, here here's my take on last week. So you like you very much like myself uh don't don't really take time off of things so when you told me you were which partially was be i told you to leave and do something else um i think part of it was that reason so uh it was it was good instead of trying to you figure out how to do it from washington dc it was a lot easier just for to throw out the recording now in hindsight considering how this week has turned out it almost was a bad decision because today we might have almost lost our streak yeah no it was about it was bad bad timing um this week's been chaotic with just everything in the world it's like yeah. those it's like when you have nothing going on nothing ever happens and then we just like when you get back yep everything's like oh yeah we gotta do this we gotta do that we gotta do this it's like oh my gosh yeah i mean we're about to we're about to kick off our season officially with um the keystone tournament i've been sick since monday night uh finally today is the first time i've i've woken up without a pounding headache um you may or may not hear me coughing every once in a while i'll try to do the best to kind of proactively turn my microphone off so if mid-sentence you you just hear some pause it's because it's me coughing um so i'm hoping that tomorrow i'll be i'll be okay maybe maybe not maybe it might be sunday um so uh definitely not not the start of the season i was looking for personally um but uh but yeah we're going to keystone yeah uh we're not going to keystone we're going to lancaster we're going to lancaster (laughs) it's called the keystone tournament i mean keystone's not that far but i'm not trying to make that job i'm trying to just go to lancaster yeah um Um, yeah so a lot of teams at this tournament a lot of games yeah so we have both 2012 girls teams uh, the 2011 girls teams. You have the 20, uh, 2010 girls team. Um, we have the 2009 girls team, and then we have the 2008 girls team. Which Rolling I think, deep. yeah, and I think I think everyone's going to have a, a very competitive experience this weekend. Um, you know, this we we normally do uh, tournaments in Labor Day. Um, as a way to kind of kickstart our season, considering league play starts in a week. So for us, it's a good way to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, but <clears throat> at the same time, uh, kind of see where our teams are at and see what, you know, trying to find some teams, some players in the right places and, and you know, just solidifying some of those pieces. Yeah, that's the message that I sent to my team last night. I was like, I have an idea of what our shape and positions look like. And I said, listen, it's the beginning of the season, new coach. Like, don't be surprised in November if you're playing somewhere else. Like, don't be surprised in November if someone who may come off the bench this weekend is starting. And I said, don't be surprised in May of next year if you're in a whole different position. Like, it's just, it's just a fact of life. So I told them, I said, hey, go out and compete. Show me what you got. So we put together a simple style of play. Now it's up to you to show me what you got. What can you do? Yeah. And no, so compete, compete amongst each other in a friendly way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it'll be a really good, good experience for them. 
uh, their first official eleven v eleven tournament. Now they yep. that group has played eleven v eleven tournaments, but this is one of the first times where they've actually played their age group in eleven v eleven. So, yep. so it's gonna be, uh, it should be pretty fun. Yeah, no, it should be it should be a good time for them. Um, before we move on to our guest, who's here, um, she's just waiting on the sidelines. Uh, let's talk about the union game real quick. Uh, so yeah, um, Wednesday. Exciting. Um, yeah, Sebastian, thanks for helping us with the experience, even though you didn't go. So Wednesday, um, which is really two days ago, seems like a while ago. Yeah. Philadelphia Union played Atlanta. Um, we've been as a club have been promoting um purchasing tickets. So we were able to with the amount of tickets we sold, we were able to get an on-field experience at halftime. So at halftime, we had 14 players that were able to play on one half of the field at a halftime game. So it was pretty awesome experience um they were all excited i was you know hyping it up saying hey like this is a huge crowd i was like you gotta go out here and perform um you score goals like this is gonna be the most people cheering in your young careers like make this normal so um yeah we had 14 players think um you know we had some 2014s out there the the 2010 girls were represented the 2011 boys were represented the 2012 girls were represented 2010 boys 2009 girls 2009 girls 2009 boys um maybe even younger i'm not sure we had a couple young young pups out there that i wasn't really familiar with but overall great experience um we also had some of the older kids there that were at the game um unfortunately they didn't fit the age criteria to play but you know, I was just talking with their parents. They were like, it's a great experience. We've never been. And I was like, hey, you know, we're looking to do this more often. So, you know, maybe the next time it's we bring the banner out onto the field so some of the older players can experience, you know, being on the field too. So that way it's it's a great experience just looking from the field and seeing that entire crowd and saying, wow, like this is crazy. It's a really um, cool to do. It's really cool when you, it doesn't seem like it, but it's the moment you step out and you start walking onto that field in front of everybody else it's it's at times it can be overwhelming but it's really really fun and really cool yeah so i had Luis with me it was um pretty cool they had the union two u17 team from that went to uh regionals or whatever took a picture on the field so you know we're standing by some future stars nice um there was another it was funny that there's a, another younger girls team from the area copa um they were out there they asked Luis to take they have this new app out to take a picture of them, but then they had to pass the phone back to take a picture of him. And I was like, yeah, that's all you, Luis. I'm out of here. <laughs> He's but famous. no, it was pretty, it's just a cool experience being down there, especially with the younger union team. You know, they were joking around with uh, Harriel and Paxton Aronson. Like, there's a good, you can see the good relationship amongst, you know, the players and the, the youth coming up. And not to mention the fact that they won. Yeah, that also lose. That also helps. Now, playoffs. I I did want to bring up. I did want to bring up. <clears throat> um, and it's kind of and it's kind of getting ahead of my fair play of the week, but it's fine. Um, because I think it makes it makes sense to bring it up now. Um, so my fair play of the week is going to go to Jim Curtin. Um, not because of the fact that they've clinched the playoff, uh, seed already, like all that stuff, but mostly because he's now. This is the second time. So I was I was watching the game. I was watching the broadcast. So 
he told the players that if they had a shutout against Atlanta, he was going to get them pizza and beer. <laughs> He's done this one other time. And it was in November of last year against the Red Bulls. And they ended up, they ended up losing. No, they ended up tying the game or something like that. Um, which might have been when they came in second place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, and apparently the it it comes from um it's something that Claudio Ranieri did at Leicester when Leicester won the championship in the in the, in the Premier League. That yeah, if you got a shutout, pizza and beer by the coach. Well, so, I mean, I'm not saying obviously at the youth level that's what we're gonna do, but I do appreciate the fact, um, and Moadu was talking about this on the broadcast. I do appreciate the fact that it's those little things that give you that little extra boost or that little extra energy that whether you know it or not, it's a little incentive, right? It's a little carrot on the stick that kind of gets you going a little more. Because um, you're playing for something else, too. If a coach ever told me that, I might still be playing. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's simple concept, but ultimately a, a, a strong one, right? Not, not, I don't think you can't do it every Everybody can afford it. It's like everybody can afford pizza and beer, right? But it's just the fact that your coach is getting it for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can't do it every time, right? Like, right. No, no, no. It's it, not like it, that. It, it loses, it loses its flavor, but, um, but I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I thought it was really cool. Cause like Alejandro Bedoya is like, dude, I can buy my own beer. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the question is, here's the question. You got some underage players on the team. What are they drinking? Heineken Zero? <laughs> Probably. That's what those are made for. <laughs> right? That's what those are made for. Um, all right. Uh, so should we should we introduce our guest? Do you want to introduce our guest? Uh, you can introduce the guest. All right. So uh, I mean, I don't I don't even know how to introduce her. Like what like what am I using as a title? here like am i using doctor coach first name last name you gotta throw the doctor in there so doctor coach yeah it's dr hillary martino um discovery coach there you go dr hillary martino discovery coach i like that actually that's pretty cool is that that's like it could be a tv show dr hillary martino you you gotta put it on the website now (laughs) discovery coach like on, yeah, put her on the website now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So coach Hillary as, uh, as my kids know her, uh, or just Hillary, uh, is here. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We are, we are fantastic. We're happy to have you on. Um, I will say that, um, my son, Ethan, when we took him to the union game a, a few months ago, um, he remembers two things from the game or three things from the game. He remembers ice cream. He remembers Fang. And he remembers walking with you into the video game room. Yeah, that that was his, definitely his favorite part. He was like astonished that there were so many screens, so many people. And he just like really wanted to get into the game. Somebody let him like hold the controller and like changed his life. He loved it. <laughs> he loved it. He, and then we saw awesome. Fang on the way back and that just, you know, put the icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Future um, sports gamer right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Hillary, we wanted to talk about the the discovery program. You've been a coach in the discovery program now for 
two years. This yeah, is really your fifth season going mm-hmm. to it. Um, Discovery program, along with our recreational program, start a week from tomorrow uh, on Saturday, September 10th. All discovery practices are being moved to Saturdays, um, which is which is exciting because that means a lot more players um, in one place. So, can you talk about a the your experience as a coach and where you've seen the kind of the the pro the the process develop and the progress in the in the players? So, I would say for me, the most exciting thing about discovery is there'll be. Um, so like we do it in the fall and spring, right? So we have some players that'll come out in the fall and they'll just be kind of like running around the field. They run off the field. The parents have to chase them and you just don't think that they're listening. My my kid, (laughs) your, your kid one time. (laughs) Um, but then it's like, they come back the next season and I'm like, wow, you were listening to me because they're like a whole other kid. And they just like remembered everything that you taught them like they remember their little soul stop they remember you know their their rocket kick which is how we get them to kick it down the field and it's just really really cool to see like how not only how quickly they progress but just like how excited they get from like season to season because um the discovery parents are, are really loyal they love the program um they want to see their um, child continue with Delaware Union, it's it's pretty great experience and it's a great building block to get them to continue in soccer. You're also a teacher in your in your other life, in your in your doc in your doctor life. Um, <laughs> where do you see? Where do you see from a? Um, is there is there a correlation between what we do in discovery and what what is done from a from a teaching perspective at that age yeah so i mean and you know in the classroom it's kind of like i teach we practice together and then they do it it's kind of the same thing in soccer like i'm teaching them a skill we practice it together and then they they go and show me what they can do on their own so yeah i mean it's kind of the same concept and that's kind of something that i make sure that i carry over because it's something they're used to they're all in school they all um are used to that kind those kinds of methods and um it works it works for them they get they're they're really excited when they get to learn something new and then they you know get to show their parents it's it's an exciting time it can be a little chaotic there's a lot of little kids running around but it's um it's really great to see i love being a part of it and you've also gotten to work with some of our younger coaches or our future coaches mm-hmm. within, within this process. How has that experience been? Because now you're also in that part of ultimately coaching coaches as well. Yeah. Um, when some of the, the girls that play for um, Delaware Union, when they come in, it's really great to see them um, kind of take like what they've gotten from their coaches and bring it to the program. And they always have. Um, like they have like different spins on things than like even I would because they everybody learns different right so they are able to take what they've learned from their coach they've kind of put their own spin on it and now they're bringing it to um, the younger kids so it's it's been a really cool experience to see them interact as well I I mentioned this to Kyle um, a few times before and I might have sent you the video as well I think 
for me the 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 moment I, I've always enjoyed the discovery program. My daughter's been a part of it since the beginning of it. Uh, Ethan just just started this past season. But the moment that I thought, you know, like here's the here's a reason why this program is important. Here's a reason why why the way that it's being done is correct is so um i was at we were at home and lila was trying to teach ethan the so she was being the coach and ethan was being the player and so she's going through all the activities right so that's like the the true nature that you know she's paying attention is where she can try to pass it on to somebody else and if you do it wrong she tries to help you and 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 doing it right the right way that was a moment that was a really cool moment for me because i was like well she might not play soccer for the rest of her life and that's okay but in this moment she knows a list of skills from a soccer standpoint um now she might not if it now if you told her in any other scenario like hey can you list the soccer skills that you know and she might just tell you ball um but in that moment she's able to get in the zone and kind of put everything together and i thought that was a really cool thing and that's i think that's a testament to what you you kyle the rest of the coaching staff do from that standpoint because i told kyle from the beginning i said listen man if you ever need somebody um to help you coach because you're short coaches let me know and i'll help you find somebody (laughs) because it might not it's definitely (laughs) i i might be at the bottom of the list i can coach a lot of things uh three to six year olds by far is my biggest fear from a coaching standpoint um so you know what 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 are you looking forward to for this fall 2022 season and being the fifth season that that we have the third year of the program um i'm always just coming like as a returning coach i'm always just excited to see like i was talking about earlier the progression like the kids that I now have had um, for, for, you know, three years now, they, and moving through um, the different seasons, it's just always great to see them continue and kind of see how, how much more we can grow them. We're taking a lot of time to um, make sure that, you know, since we have um, players now that are now progressing, we want to make sure that we're, our, um, what we're coaching is also progressing. So we're trying to get a lot more like scrimmaging and we're trying to get a lot more um, of skills like while they're scrimmaging. So like we might stop the scrimmage and um, I even had coach Dan come over to me and he's like, I, I don't know how you're doing this. Like, how do you have these four-year-olds like in a formation? And I'm like, this is what it's about. Like we're trying to teach them so that when they go to rec or if they go to travel, that they're going in with these skills. And that's, that's the most, for me, that's the most important thing. Like you said, like Lila walking away with knowing those skills, like we kind of look crazy out there sometimes, like, you know, making up like, you know, rocket kicks and scissors and like things like that. But that's what they remember. That's why we do it. We ha- you have to be dramatic. That's what we tell all the new coaches. We're like, be silly, be dramatic because that's what they remember. And that's how they learn the skills and then they're able to put them in different ways. And like you said, they might not always remember exactly the technical term, but they remember that silly thing I did when I like told them to slice it like a ninja and that they learned how to do a scissor. So yeah. So for me, that's, that's always the, and I'm, I'm excited that we're all 
together on Saturday too, because um, more players will get to play each other because we kind of were split up between the three days. So now having everybody together, we're going to actually be able to um, scrimmage different teams. So it won't just be the same kids playing together because now we have like a broader um, scope of kids that are going to be out there. So we're excited for this, for this season. Kyle has a lot of great ideas that we're going to try to take them to fruition. Nice. Dwayne, can, are we, are we expecting a U6 3v3 division this year? Um, That's a question for Hillary and Kyle. I think they are um, exploring that just to get them, introduce them to that new, I think it's a good idea to introduce them to the new field that they would play on, you know, when they move into rec Um, and then just to invite them into that competitiveness to kind of see and, you know, kind of put the icing on the cake. It's almost like a um, kindergarten graduation. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I like that. Well, and the way I look at it, too, is if if you're almost able to create, um, as, as Hillary, as you mentioned, that that, that environment where you could because every coach has their, has their group every week for the most part. Um, if you're now able to create that ability to take your group and play them or split them or whatever, however, with another group, now you're almost creating an internal like 15 minute, 20 minute, like mini league with inside the discovery program, which I think is a really cool Cool concept. Now, I I don't know that we need to go back to the idea of like, you know, 45 minute games at at six years old. I think the way that it works, I think the attention spans are exactly 45 minutes, especially as at that age. Um, I think the idea of like, again, going back to the play practice play model, right? Like come in, like do some fun games, work on a skill and then apply them into a game like perfect concept. Um, so now I'm looking forward to the season. Um, I'm looking forward to Ethan's second season. Hopefully less less fences meet faces um when it comes to that. Um, but no, I'm I'm really excited for it and I just want to say thank you because my kids really love it. And it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> and that's, no problem. That's, yeah, I mean, like I told you, they um they amaze you. Like you you really think that they're not paying attention and all of a sudden they come back. I mean, even Lila, she grew so much from season to season. Like she, the first one, she still kind of wanted to play with her brother. So kind of want to be on the sideline. And then she came back and she was kind of like, look out, Ethan, I'm playing soccer. Like you, you need to be over there. So it is, it's, it's a growth perfect. Um, yeah. But I mean, back to the scrimmages. Yeah. We won't go over that 15 minute mark. Cause they, they, those babies get tired. They need their water. We yeah. will. <laughs> We definitely uh, stick to our uh, skills in the beginning, and we hit that 15 mark. They're they're ready to go, but absolutely it's exciting. Yeah. Well, Hillary, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, did you have fun? I did. Thank you. For I know. Me. I know you've been a loyal, loyal supporter of the podcast since day one. I have since the beginning. I've I've heard every episode, <laughs> either recorded uh, or otherwise. There you go. <laughs> uh so we we appreciate you coming on and we appreciate all the help that you that you provide to our future generation of players no problem thank you for having me thanks um all right Duane, do you want to go into the player of the match player of the match let's see who your player of the match is i'm gonna go to my player of the match is going to be uh harriel from the union because um luis and i dapped him up at halftime and he goes and scores his first goal. So, you know, Luis and I are like, hey, where is good luck charm? Because um, when he scored, I was like, hey, look, he shook his hand. 
And yeah, so that's my player of the match. It's too easy. So, you know, Jim Curtin, it'd be, probably be a good thing to keep me around and give me a sideline pass or something. Assistant coach gig might score. Even though you don't have a problem scoring goals, you might score some more goals. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entertaining you. You, you, you took what could have been a really cool thing for, for a young kid and you made it about you and Luis and you, <coughs> you're the you luck charm. Well, I was joking with Luis cause all the U17s were, were shaking his hand. I said, yeah, Luis just hop in line and he just yeah, went he up and tap Luis up and tap me up. And then boom, the kids were still playing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I mean, I guess if he doesn't, I mean, do you want me to give it to a kid? I'll give it to a kid. No, no, no. He, you can give it no, to him because you know what? There was a kid. There was no, a kid. You who can sees give it. it to him, but you can't say the reason why he scored a goal is because you and Louis shook his hand at halftime. Good luck. Oh my God, man. He got the goal scorer from somebody. <laughs> the goal scoring juice from somebody. Because <laughs> he wants to succeed. Hey man, some listen. He got it from that coach's players game from last weekend. Oh my god, got the juice. The juice was flowing back through some veins. Yeah, all right, let's go with that. That's fine. I mean, there was a kid that balled out during the halftime game. No, 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 that's fine. We like can... He was trying out, like he thought he was trying out for the union. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm good. I, I'll, I'll let you have it. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, mine is, mine's gonna go out to Ricky Pooch. It, it has to be. Uh, that goal he scored. Well, not only the that, assist. the assist. See, like, yes, did he score a fantastic goal against Toronto? He did. Um, LAFC hadn't hasn't won in Toronto in over ten years. Mm. Um, they've lost <coughs> mostly every time they've gone there. Um, but yes, he scored a fantastic goal. 88th minute, like that's fine. Yeah, it's great. What I liked was the assist that he had this past weekend. Chicharito. Yeah, like half volley midair, like almost no look half volley. Like, I mean, that was on, on from midfield. He's making it look too easy. I mean, listen, outside of the fact that he's he's clearly on the smaller end of the players in the MLS, um, but he he's not, he obviously he's never struggled with that, but um, I think he's going to be a fantastic player in the MLS. Um, the question is going to be the players around him if if they can all, all kind of mesh together. There's been times where I saw him get frustrated. I watched part of the game, but ultimately, Ricky Pooch is going to be the uh, one of the best players in the MLS. Absolutely. I mean, I think the style is going to be way different than Barcelona, right? Like we can agree on that. Like MLS versus Barcelona, two totally different styles. Like, yeah. In Barcelona, you're probably looking to play to somebody's feet. In the MLS, you're probably looking to just clear the lines and get out. Mm-hmm. And that's where Ricky's like, I'm not winning any 50-50 balls. Like, I need the ball to my feet. Yeah. But I think his goal, that like that's what stuff he was doing at Barcelona when he was getting minutes. Yeah. Taking the ball, penetrating, and going right at you. And if they can't guard Ricky like that, well, he's getting MVP for scoring 30 goals and maybe having 25 assists if he's making runs like that. Yeah. No, he's going to be great. I'm I'm just hoping that next year they, they actually play the Union. If not, I'm going to have to try to make a game. It was crazy because I should have went to that Revs game because that was the first game he played. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Sorry, right. I'll be going to the Rev Stadium. Or not the Rev Stadium. I'm going to go to the Red Bull Stadium in a couple of weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. Argentina, right? Argentina, Jamaica. Yeah. Maybe see some Andre Blake. Maybe get a ride with Andre. Did you see his new haircut? I don't like it. Yeah, but like he has more hair than he had before. And now he wears this weird headband that I'm not a big fan of it. Swag. No. Um, he almost, yeah, you should hit him up and see. Uh, see a, minute, a, minute in, a minute into the game, he almost got red carded. Huh? A minute into the game. He oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was on the far side. Yeah. Um, Maybe you can see if Corey will take you. <laughs> Guys can carpool, save on gas. <laughs> Um. All right, on to Saint History. <clears throat> so, uh, September second, nineteen eighty-one. Uh, so this is kind of a weird, kind of a weird on this day in history, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, so Chester is playing Plymouth Argyle for in in a League Cup game or the first round, first round League Cup game. Um. So, goalkeeper for Chester, uh, Granville Millington, That's hit the post. Right there. Hit the post. Whew. Hit the post. But not only did he hit the post, he broke the post. Jeez. Uh, so, 78 minutes in, uh, obviously, uh, poor Granville Millington uh, had to be moved off the field. But at the same time, post couldn't be repaired. Oof. So uh uh the game had to be abandoned. It was played uh <coughs> it was played uh the week a week later. Grenville must have been a big dude. Yeah. Grenville, yeah. Like with a name like that, dude, I'm thinking like big guy. Six eight. Six eight. Six eight. Two seventy five. Big head. Yeah. I mean he hit it with his head, so and at the bottom of the league, too, probably like the trash man or something. Bouncer at the club or something. I mean, this is also we're talking where I mean, is this where is this where we talk about calling the the woodwork? Like, did he, like, was it still made of wood? Uh, no, nah, 80s. Probably no. Still still made of metal at that point. Right. Yeah. Is this those, uh, those quick goals? Those, you know, the silver. How ones? hard do you have to hit for you to be able to break it with your head, though? Man, I don't know how many times have you run into the post. None. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't know either. I've backed into it a couple times, but I've never like I've punched it. Never gone times. full onto the post. Never cracked it. I hurt my. Now, head. I know that. I, I know the type of post that I'm definitely not hitting. The square ones. Yeah, those square ones are like the ones at the Union Stadium, like those like solid ones. Yeah, no. Like no. the ones that I'm thinking of, the ones at like Middletown Village. Those have like concrete inside of them. Yeah. The ones at Middletown Village, I can see breaking, but again, like you got to be going hard. <laughs> yeah, but this I dude was trying to win the league cup in the first round. But I would assume in a league, like in a professional environment, you don't have goals on wheels. It's a league cup game. Chester and Plymouth Argyle. They don't have goals on wheels, man. It's England. They don't have goals on wheels. Yeah, they have goals that are stuck in the ground. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what, like that's what makes it even harder. Those things are like. Like in the ones there. at Kirkwood, those things, those things have been in there since the eight, like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, it's like the ones at Kirkwood. By the way, I do want to bring up. I forgot to bring this up before. There's a new show called Wrexham FC on Hulu or on FX or both of them, I guess. So Ryan Reynolds uh, and Rob McElhenney, 
Bob McElhenney from. Uh, oh yeah, they bought that team. It's always sunny and Ryan Reynolds, you know, Ryan Reynolds. Um, they bought this team called Wrexham FC who plays in, in the like below league two. Um, and the stadium at Wrexham FC is the longest standing professional stadium in the world. Sorry, we have dog beer problems over here. Oh. Um, like but here looking at us. <laughs> but yeah, that stadium, the Wrexham FC stadium, is the longest standing professional stadium in the world. It's pretty cool. But I thought yeah, it was I, cool. heard, I heard or read something about those two, and like just trying to. It's a really cool show. Prolong, prolong things and just bring it back. Yeah, it's a it's a cool show. It's a it's it's cool so far from from what I what the first two episodes I've seen. So, um, all right, fair play of the week. I've already kind of given mine up. I have I have a second one, but I'll I'll save that for then. Mine's gonna go to Heather O'Reilly. So Heather O'Reilly went to Ireland to tap into her Irish heritage, but not only to do that, but to play in the Champions League for the first time. So she's done like pretty much everything in her career, but play in the Women's Champions League. So she was doing some research, her agent, her and her agent. She was currently coaching at UNC, still staying fit. Yeah. Um, but retired. Yeah. Um, and she came in to coach. She came in to coach at Chapel Hill, what, two two years ago? I think so, yeah. But she reaches out to this Irish team that made the Champions League and goes and plays for them, moves over there, not paid. This is like a league side, like very, very low low on the totem pole team flies out there, goes and plays with them, tells her husband, Hey, we're packing up. We're going over here. The players had to pick her up from the airport. Um, They had to bring her a hairdryer so she could do the media thing. (laughs) So like, there's like, there's no facilities at all. Everybody works during the day and then plays at night. Um, So they played in the champions league. She gets into the game, scores her first goal scores the first goal scores her first champions league goal and i think they won the first game and then lost the second game so her champions league career is over but she said was it like me in touch like a champions champions league like qualifier type of yeah, thing yeah i think it was like low, it was the irish <laughs> champions so i'm assuming on the um on the uefa scale they're pretty low on the totem pole yeah i got gotcha. you but still had the opportunity to score a champions league goal and yeah. kind of cross that off her bucket list at the age of 37. She's still playing or is she or is she already done? No, she came back, but she told them, like, you know, if they need help with promotion, she doesn't have a problem going back over there. Guest player. Guess, yeah, got pretty much a guest player from the States. Like, right. I'm going to live in the States, but if you need me, call me. That's pretty cool. But they had a, yeah, it was cool. There was an American girl there from Dartmouth, so she was, like, super fan girl. Like, hey, Heather O'Reilly's here. Like, <laughs> my God, it's my idol. And yeah, it was just cool because the players were like a lot younger and probably really looked up to her yeah. in her playing days. So shout out to Heather O'Reilly. Well she done. That Champions League goal. Well done. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Well done. Um, all right. Well, before we before we head out, um, obviously make sure everyone goes out and follows us, Facebook.com slash Del Reunion for all Del Reunion things, Instagram at Del Reunion Soccer, and of course the podcast, Instagram at DE Soccer Podcast. Um, my last fair play because we never really talked about it and really not going to talk about it 
probably because they're not going to listen, but uh, still want to just just want to send the shout out publicly to the world to to CNL. That's it. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.